It's Big Dog Ball Talk. We're back. And uh, for you guys, it just seems like it was yesterday because the uploading schedule is a little sporadic. <laughs> and I believe this uh, last episode was uploaded on, uh, I guess it would be the, the Wednesday. Uh, and we're now listening to you. Or you're listening to us. Maybe, you're, maybe we're listening to you. I don't know. That would be <laughs> yeah. kind of nice. Why don't we'll you guys switch it around. take one of these days? Yeah. 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 Uh, big Dog Listen Talk. Uh, <laughs> more, more men need to do that. Big right? Dog Ball Listen. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, workshop. That's got a good ring to it. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Echo, Jordan Flegel. We are back, and uh, Jordan, it actually has, though, been multiple, uh, it feels like multiple weeks, week and uh-huh. a half at least, something like that, since we've spoke, uh, since our last recording session, and uh, right. you know, I think you might have alluded to it on the last uh, podcast that we recorded that you were going on a bit of a roadie, a bit of a trip <laughs> to our, 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 our neighbors to the south. Uh, you know, what, what were you getting up to there, man? Uh, what, what kind of sights do you see? Did you change as a person? You know what? I'm glad you asked, Matt. I did. I did change. I told you before. I'm I'm an American. Yeah. I'm an American now. I like mm-hmm. I like uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Uh, America runs on Dunkin'. Uh, no no more Tim Hortons. I'm guessing. No more Tim Hortons. It, Tim's is already pretty shit. Yeah, I mean, I I like. It fell uh, off. It, it it did. I still appreciate. You know, I have a. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have a connection to the you know Tim's food. You know, mm-hmm. honey cooler, uh, sour cream glazed, oh, all that, uh, go. all that shit. Um, but no, Duncan was good. Um, wh- what did I do? I mean, I, I saw New York City for the first time. That was fun. Stayed there for uh, three nights. Um, did you see World of T-shirts, Josh? <laughs> no. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Who is this? Is this a TikTok reference that I don't know? Yeah, you know, you know who it is. Yeah. I, I think I've, I've probably sent you them. If you go through the TikTok I send you, you know, oh, yeah, well. I fucking sue you. <laughs> I run this city. I that, probably uh, did. You, see you him. know, you know him by that. I probably did. I probably did see him. Um, but you know, all the class, Central Park, uh, the Met, uh, you know, all that stuff. That was fun to see. Uh, what mm-hmm. else did I do? We went to Salem, uh, Massachusetts, where the witch trials oh, happened. Uh, that was spooky. Uh, slept in a church parking lot. Uh, that was our one night sleeping in the van. Uh, we thought we'd rough it. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, extra spooky there. But the weird thing about the trip uh, was that it was fucking 35 degrees for the per- first like half of it. It, fe- it was like a supposed to be a fall yeah. road trip, yeah. more like a summer road trip. I swam in the ocean. I swam in the Atlantic Ocean. And nice. It wasn't even that cold. Um, this is magical. It, but yeah, all in all, uh, bad with the great. elements, the witches, yeah, the witches, uh, wizardry. You did, you did it all, man. I did, I did. Uh, was maybe gonna go to Boston, but but we didn't really have time. Boston. We, we didn't really have time. Um, was maybe gonna see. We we drove through Connecticut. I was like, should I go to the ESPN headquarters? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. get, shake Demand shake Woj's hand. Get us in there. Yeah, get yeah. Tell him, hey, listen. We've been we've been grinding on this fucking independent circuit too long. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're due. Give us the, cut us Give the us six figure, office. seven figure contract. Come on, baby. We're making them money at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. no, it was a good trip. You know, we probably drive more traffic to them. They drive traffic well, to well, us. Really? Hell yeah. We so do. it's about time it evens out. It's just it's just about fairness. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, overall it was a great trip. Uh, super fun. Listen, to, oh, I, I haven't told Alex this yet, but hopefully he listens. Uh, Listen to some "Excuse Me." Uh, it's great fall road trip music nice. uh, for anyone uh, for anyone looking for something to add to their playlist. So, uh, but all in all, great trip. Uh, it was beautiful. But happy to be back in the Great Wife North uh, right before the NBA season starts. Um, I, mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. I had to come back. I, I in all seriousness, I am a, a, a Canadian at heart, Matt. You know this. Uh, uh, that's I was where I was. I thought I was taking you seriously, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Jordan, it's actually a good thing that uh, you know you're talking about these these travels. You you actually visited a lot of the the cities that we're we're going to be talking about. So uh, it's the perfect time for us to talk about the the Atlantic Division. Uh, you know, Jordan, could you can spill the real truth now? We sent yep. you down there to scout out all these uh, facilities. So I uh, you know, I, I just didn't want to. You know, I I, I wasn't feeling like it. Yeah. I guess. Uh, but Jordan, Jordan, he, he was. He was ready to go, workhorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's kick it off, Jordan. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, an interesting offseason. Uh, they, they made some nice additions here throughout the uh, the offseason. You know, one of the ones I like the most, Kelly Oubre Jr. Yep. Well, we'll see if he uh, he really gets the... I, I know there's been a little bit of uh, speculation on his usage, but uh, I, I, I do like the move. Uh, uh, overall, Jordan, I mean, this is a team that's underperformed. It's disappointed and, uh, you know, overall been a bit of a letdown uh, in years past. You know, even coming off of Joel and beat uh, MVP winning season. You're just not really able to get any success really in the playoffs. No, uh, no second round, no third round appearances. Pardon me. Uh, you know, no, no trips to the Eastern Conference Final uh, under Embiid's time. You know, James Harden is back at training camp, but uh, he, he told us he doesn't trust Daryl Morey. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, we, we, we kind of have to to look at the team and 
you know, it's tough to speculate on it because we don't really know who's going to be there and what it's going to look like. Uh, but, I mean, Jordan, like, moving into this, like, what do you, what, what do you think of the, the current landscape of this Sixers team before any moves are made? Uh, I, I think for the Sixers, uh, it, it's tough. They've been in this weird situation for, for a few years now because, yeah, you're right. They just keep knocking on the door, sort of. But I've never actually felt – like, I, think, I feel like some people feel like they've – kind of legitimately been close. And I know I picked them to make the finals last year, and I actually picked them. They were my preseason pick to win. That was your win, yeah. But when I saw them play, when I saw them (laughs) roll it out, you know, uh, roll the ball out to center court, I was like, I just, at at the end of the day, I just, I don't trust James Harden, um, you know, in the playoffs, like we've talked about many times. And I just thought they, they, they really... It was clear to me through last season they needed to upgrade somehow. Like, I mean, if, if you look at w- what had happened, like, like they were sort of technically close in that series with the, the Celtics. They, they could have, they don't fall apart in that game six. They could have pulled it out. Mm-hmm. They had picked someone up like Kelly Oubre, who I don't think it would have been that fucking hard to get at the trade deadline last year. Maybe things would be different. So in that sense, they've kind of upgraded their team a little bit. But... Um, now with the whole James Harden situation, like I, I just don't see how this ends. I, I don't see how they do better this year than they did last year. And like you mentioned, yeah. last year was a, a a big disappointment, appointment falling apart, losing yet again to the Celtics. Um, and so I, I just don't think they've they've done quite enough. And that's that's even giving them the benefit of the doubt, thinking that you know James Harden comes back and is completely himself again, is even further removed from injury. Um, and can sort of do. Uh, uh, you don't need him because you got Patrick. Bennett. You're you're right. Yeah, we got the the, the, the true big dog. Um, but like you know, it, I, I, I again, it, it, I've got kind of mixed emotions. I mean, you if you go back and listen to how we talked about uh, James Harden last year, as w- w- we're some of the biggest Harden, yeah. Harden haters. Yeah. Yep. I thought he had a great year. I thought he was, should have been an all star. I feel like. I was gonna say we feel like we were the only people who thought he should be an all star, but 100%. then you know, then it comes out this off season that he was uh, he was invited and he, he was offended, didn't want to yeah, be one. So I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe there was something going on there. But uh, that that's a, I would love to be a fly on the wall in that decision making process. Oh, James yeah. Harden again looking at that fat suit like the Norman Osborn <laughs> Green Goblin. You know, he's he he Whispering. wants it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just like. Uh, yeah, assuming Harden can have that type of season again, which isn't a given. He's another year older. Um, Tobias Harris is another year older. Like I just, I've, I've, there, there have been reasons to kind of be optimistic about these guys, but I've always just kind of felt in the back of my mind like they just don't, they just don't quite have it. Something's a little off with this team. And like there was, there was a, uh, in, uh, when was it? I, I don't remember if it was sort of midway through the summer or, 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 might have even been back in the spring, but. Doc Rivers, uh, who obviously was let go, went on the talked to Bill Simmons on his podcast and just talked about how the culture there just wasn't really great. Now that's something you know, a, a fired coach can go and badmouth their former team. That's an easy thing to do. But it's Doc Rivers. He's been around the league for a hell of a long time. He knows what he's talking mm-hmm. about. And I think um, there's some merit to what he was saying about specifically someone like uh, Joel Embiid, who we all love. Uh, he's been one of the best players in the NBA now for years. Constantly having uh, uh, issues uh, around his conditioning and around whether he's ready to play, and that affecting, uh, you know, how often he gets injured and things like that. That you know, how somehow he thinks he's going to play in the Olympics. Yeah, he's not going to be able to handle that workload. He's (laughs) no way. He might. He might go for the trip. Well, I feel like that's probably the big reason he wants to play for the U.S. He's just like you know, this will be the my easiest ride. Yeah, unrelated. That's kind of a bitch move, man. Hundred percent. Come on. Can't I can't believe that. Like he's like, oh well, my kids are born here. That has not. You're doing it because you want a gold medal. Be honest, Joel. You're you're being a bitch on this one. Yeah. But but you know, within the organization, he's just kind of had. He's been able to just kind of do whatever he wanted. Same thing with Ben Simmons when he was actually there and playing until the whole thing kind of fell apart. You know, with him just feeling empowered to just say, no, I'm not going to take any three. I'm not going to shoot threes. I'm going to kind of do it my own way. I, I just think that with, with the Sixers, I just don't feel any differently than I than I kind of have after watching them actually play for these last few years. And, you know, in in mm-hmm. they're also a, a different kind of animal when you look at even their best players, Joel Embiid and James Harden versus, you know, regular season, the stats they can put up, you know, how good they can look in uh, on a YouTube mi- mixtape and how they actually come through in the playoffs. So 
at the end of the day, they've just disappointed me year after year after year. They've come up short. They've they've never really risen to the occasion. They, they've failed to meet expectations, let alone surpass them. And I just, yeah, I just kind of have that same feeling again this year. I, I, I don't think they've done enough. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't. You, you're betting on Kelly Oubre, you're your one big signing, kind of making a difference, and and Tyrese Maxey making a big jump. But um, mm-hmm. uh, again, you don't know how this whole James Harden thing's even going to play out. Um, and and so yeah, from my from what I see, that the Sixers are are kind of one big mess. That's that's and and there's still dominoes that need to fall. So I don't know what the hell to think uh, about this team. Yeah, and, and and this seems like a weird comment to make because I kind of feel the same way. Like I feel like this is we're getting to the point where it's you know it's the the same old Sixers. I yeah. think that's kind of the saying that we could pretty much go to right now. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, man, like I just don't I don't see this team doing any better than any year in the past. Yeah. The only way they could get any better in my mind, like based with this thing, like, and this is going. I want to say, like, I actually think this is one of the better built teams that they've had yep. since you know Jimmy Butler was there. Yep. Like, this is a really well constructed team. I think everybody has a clear cut, defined role. They've got good depth. Like Paul Reed, I still think you know maybe you can go out there and make another move. But I mean, you could run him and Mo Bamba together four and five. Like yep. it, it's definitely like fine. You have some shooters. You got some youth. Like I, I, I think they're in a pretty good spot. But really, the only thing I think could take them to the next level that I legitimately think that they're a championship contender, and again, it sounds weird to say because he just won the MVP, but Joel Embiid needs to be even better. Like, I'm talking like 35, 36 points. Like, uh, and I'm not talking all through the regular season, obviously, yeah. but when he gets in the playoffs, he, he yeah. has to literally yeah. dominate them. Like, he has to be like almost like prime Shaq. Yeah. Like, that's how good he has to be. And that's how good, and again, that's, uh, you know, if Prime Shaq doesn't play like Prime Shaq, he's not winning. Uh, you know, he's not going three-peats with Kobe. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, he's not winning four championships. None of this is happening uh, because, you know, again, he knew how to dominate. He knew how to go out there and be a bit of a ball hog. And, you know, I do think, you know, Joel likes to go get his own shot. But I think it's the fadeaways. It's the, the, the you know, dribbling it out on the top of the perimeter. And even though he has the skill set, skill set to do it, I, I just think he needs to kind of go back to a more traditional role and beat up on these guys and do things that other teams – can't do they can't match it like uh there's tons of stretch bigs in the leagues but really there's only one Joel Embiid no one else is a dominant offensively inside the paint yeah. uh that and I mean at the end of the day he's just kind of got to man up a little bit like uh, I, I mean you see it year in year out uh you know it's bad in the regular season but it gets even worse in the playoffs like he just hunts for foul calls yep. and he should talk to his, you know, his, his co-star, our potential former co-star <laughs> and uh, James Harden it only gets you so far man and you know the Sixers have never had a team that's as good as those old Rocket squads that Harden and Chris Paul and Eric Gordon had. Yep. Uh, you know, the, 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 that's not a, a a future for them. So you can't just try and get 20 free throws a game. You can't rely on that. And that's when they lose a lot of these games. Game six against Boston, they yep. tried to do that. What happened? Yep. They got fucking blown out in the second half. Yep. So that's my uh, that, that, that's kind of my only real vision for how this season could get any better. Otherwise, top three seed, top four seed in the East probably, and uh, probably out before the the conference finals again. Yeah, yeah. I just I I, I, I there there's nothing they've done uh, yeah to to really differentiate themselves from from yeah who they've been and like the 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 issue too is like you. You kind of need to, like, from a team-building perspective, if you're trying to really win right now, trading James Harden doesn't really make sense. Like, the the best you could do for James Harden in, in terms of a haul would be to get, like, a collection of guys who I think would kind of make your they'd make your floor better. But you need James mm-hmm. Harden's, like, you know, ceiling-raising potential as, like, a big-time shot maker and playmaker in the, in the playoffs. And no one is... No one is giving you someone better than James Harden in exchange for James Harden, like better or equal. You're going to get, you know, a package of guys at best from the Clippers um, who just, you know, they, they, yeah, they, they, they might improve your depth a little bit, make you a little bit better. But you need James mm-hmm. Harden as that, you know, that, 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 that guy who can still go get his own shot to kind of take that pressure off yeah. Joel Embiid. But it's unclear if he ever he ever wants to play for your organization really uh, you know in a real way again uh, yeah. so far no yeah. who knows what the relationship between Joel Embiid and and James Harden really is or James Harden and Nick Nurse um like how how is he going to handle it and like it's it's just and that's something we didn't even address. I mean, holy hell! Like again, like I don't even know how this team's get like like James Harden. No way uh, he would play for Nick Nurse. He's the 
a polar opposite guy that Nick yeah. Nurse would want to run with. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, yeah, they're going to have to somehow figure that out. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's uh, the the what is it the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Daryl Morey and James Harden, <laughs> yeah. the former lovers yeah. uh, who just can't seem to, to to make up. You know, like we are never getting they back together. Type they vibe. Hate well, that's man. just it, it's 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 a tale as old as time, I guess. But it's uh, I I just I yeah I think the Sixers. I don't see any way realistically how they can get out of this and be better. I think, honestly, mm-hmm. for for the Sixers, unless the like the only thing they could hold on to is if if yeah somehow they convince James Harden to come back, play, and and he he somehow gets over it, and they can just sort of build on what they were doing last year with the addition of uh, addition of Ubre um, and and Pat Bev and and. They get somehow lucky with injuries in in the playoffs through the East, but that's mm-hmm. that's something that every good team has to sort of like. That, that's just like the puncher's chance thing. That's the thing that teams that aren't actually good enough to win at all always hold on to. Uh, it never, it hardly ever happens. I'm sorry to say, even though injuries are part of a game, are, are, are part of the game, and you can maybe go a series further than you thought. It's it, you can never. Uh, that can't actually be a strategy of actually going out and winning a championship. Oh, we hope. These other teams who are clearly better than us all are injured enough so that we can win. It's just uh, it's it, it's kind of a pipe dream, um, and I think the yeah. only realistic path now for the Sixers is to get to the point where you you trade James Harden, you get just a little bit worse in terms of your top end ability, and then that Joel Embiid question is going to be coming up next too because he is a 29 year old guy who really wants to win. And it's it might be hard for him to do it uh, in Philly, and mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be he's. I mean, the 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 the, the Knicks. Uh, you know, every every team in the league who, who could use Joel Embiid, which is most teams, they're they're already circling around like vultures, uh, just waiting yeah. for this thing to fall apart. And I I think that's I think that's like if you if you if you, if you had to ask, you know, is it more likely that Joel Embiid gets traded in three years or the Sixers win a championship? It's it's a pretty obvious uh, where I'm going. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we're we're gonna check back in on the 76ers a little bit before we do our uh, our total season preview. Uh, you won't miss that, uh, you know, coming in the next week or so, yep. uh, right before the NBA season will kick off. Uh, but let's move on now to a team that uh, made a huge, huge move uh, while we were, uh, you know, a little bit uh, early on some of these takes. We talked a yep. little bit about it, uh, but uh, you know, now the the second domino has fallen from uh, the you know, the Boston Celtics. You know. Acquiring Drew Holiday uh, from the Portland Trailblazers and Jordan. I mean, uh, you know, let's talk about that this move a little bit first before we get into you know how the Celtics uh, are actually going to fare as the the season goes on. You know, I texted you pretty a couple hours I think after that day, and we both kind of seemed to uh, to to feel the same way. Uh, this trade didn't really make the Celtics better. Like, in my opinion, I actually think this trade made them worse. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday in exchange for Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams. Like, the, those were two guys who were pivotal, key members of your team, both sometimes starting and off the bench. Uh, you know, you're losing depth, which was, again, I, I, I thought was such a great asset to this team for so long was their depth. Now they're kind of thin. They don't really have the the scoring, but then they lost their uh, you know that inside presence, and maybe they think Porzingis is enough to kind of fill that. But Al Horford's not getting any younger. Like this is a, a move that I, I I really just didn't like. And I think you know when you get get a guy like Drew, who's a, a player who I respect and I love, and I think can make any team better. Somehow it's, uh, it's not really his fault, but he's made this team worse. Yeah, well, you texted me that, and I said I didn't fully disagree. I, I don't necessarily think they're worse, though. I just think they the, the the needle hasn't really moved for me because I just think they've they've gotten better in one aspect, but gotten way worse uh, in another aspect. That's kind of kind of evens out. And yeah, I, I I I didn't love this move for them, even though I mean I love Drew Holiday. I think you know that that that's yeah. always been clear. But best best point guard defender in the league. Um, you know, probably the best point of attack defender in the entire league. You know, one of the most. You know, despite what happened in the in the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, between him and Jimmy Butler, one of the most respected. Uh, you know, uh, well well thought of uh, defensive players uh, that 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 the sport has basically, and just been been so good and was a huge reason reason why the Bucks won in twenty twenty one. They would not have won without yep, him. Yep. Um, you know, all, all all the stuff everyone says. I I, I love Drew and. 
to be fair to you know the Celtics who pulled the trigger on this, he's exactly what they've been missing. Um, he's 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 got the the defense of Marcus Smart, but you know a little bit more uh, of a you know sort of true point guard in, in the way that he can set up and 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 score in a variety of different ways. He's a little bit taller. Um, uh, you know, and that's can, what I was going to ask you. Like, do you think that he's that much better though but, to have given up all these pieces long term? Like that, that the way that it's all shaken out now. Well, well, that's the thing we've talked about for years. The Celtics have all these 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 you know good guards ever since they got Derek White. Uh, you know, they they've had this mm-hmm. rotation of guards, and then this questionable big man situation. It's like, what are, what are they doing here? Because they've got. Al Horford, who's thirty fucking seven years old, um, Time Lord, who can barely moves moves like he's a lot older. Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, especially now, like he, he yeah. I thought he was getting older a couple years ago. Then he had that great run through the <laughs> yeah, playoffs, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, this this dude can't do this for that much long. That's that that much longer. That's so many more miles, making it all the way to the finals on this guy. That's like a whole other season uh, for for mm-hmm. a guy that's already old. So yeah, I really don't know what the hell he's gonna look like this year. But already a guy who's old, you've got Time Lord who can barely stay on the floor. And so I really liked the move that they made, uh, you know, that we talked about, the Marcus Smart move for Porzingis. I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now you've kind of, you've got rid of a log jam and you've added a, a third guy in the in, in the front court that you can kind of rotate between these three guys. And, and just statistically, it's more likely one of them is going to be able to go. You only really need one on any given night. You know, they, they, uh, Jason Tatum, plays the four pretty effectively. Jalen Brown can guard mm-hmm. threes, and then you can throw it a, your other two, two other guards, however you want to do it. But now they've just undone what they did before, and now they're 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 back yeah. to relying on just Al Horford and Kristaps Porzingis. Really, we're going to look ourselves in the face, Mister Mister, you know, on the bench for the last three years, and and really yeah. believe that Kristaps Porzingis is going to put together a full healthy season, a full healthy playoffs. Like I I, I don't think so. Especially much, if they're going to rely on him like this. Well, exactly, and and you're either putting pressure on Horford, who's old, or or Kristaps, who's got you know the, the the bad lower bodies, seven three for God's sakes. Like he he's he's one of these. Or you get to roll out guys we talk Luke about. Luke Cornette. Or you got Luke Cornette with his uh, awesome <laughs> uh, you know ability to defend three point jump shots. Um, yep. it's, uh, you know, uh, but you know, they, they've got the savior. Uh, they just picked up when, when Gabriel, we'll see if he makes the final roster here. Um, that's, you know, that, 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 that's their big that's man rotation basically. I'll do it. And, and so, uh, uh, again, like uh, drew holiday, I, I, it is a good point. You know, how much different is he than Marcus smart? I would take drew holiday over Marcus smart any day. I do think there is a, a sizable yeah. kind Agreed. of difference even offensively i would just rather have drew holiday running my show than than marcus smart um i think he's he's the poor man's drew holiday yeah 100 100 percent. and so to like i i do think they upgraded at that position but i think they downgraded in the front court just as much and so that's why i think it just kind of evens out and i i think it's going to be like Think about all the size they have to go through in in the Eastern Conference. They mm-hmm. got to deal with Embiid. They got to deal with Giannis. Uh, they got to deal with you know all the big bullies on the Knicks. Like whoever they go up against, they got to deal with Bam. They've not addressed it at all. Uh, and 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 mm-hmm. the, the the Porzingis addition again. I liked it when you also had Time Lord in there to to soak up some of those minutes. He's actually a young guy who might be able to get over these injury concerns and 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 put together more of a fuller, healthy season. I just think. You know, when when, you, when it comes to big men who are with injury histories, once they're once they're you know twenty eight years old, like like Porzingis is, it's it's much more likely that they deteriorate than they somehow get better. And yeah, to your point, mm-hmm. it it especially when you're putting all this pressure on him through the regular season as your you know yeah basically your only true center um, uh, uh, other than old man Horford. It's 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 just going to be. I, I think it's. They're playing with fire a little bit too much here. I think they were a bit over ambitious, and then just, you know, uh, uh, you, 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 I know guard play is important. It is, uh, you know, it's good to have good, good point guards and stuff. But you don't need, like, having Drew Holiday and Derek White. It kind of like they also kind of do similar things. They're they're both really good defenders. They can both shoot a little bit. They can both bring the ball up. I would much rather they had kept that front court depth. Um, and then you'd still yeah. have fucking Brogdon. You'd still have all these other pieces. Um, so, uh, yeah. And really, what, what was the, the reasoning for blowing it up was just they lost to the Golden State Warriors and then they lost to a hot Miami Heat team. Like, yeah. the Heat loss was embarrassing, the fact they weren't able to pull that off. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, they also beat the Bucs. They, yeah. you know, they, they, they beat a lot of other, you know, competitive teams. They gave the, the Nuggets, you know, a couple competitive games. Like, it wasn't like they were dog shit. Like, it could have been worse. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I'm a little uh, little surprised that uh, you know that, that they want like I was, but I wasn't. When I, when I look in hindsight, I'm surprised. Uh, when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, they have to make a move. But nowadays, yeah, it just kind of seems like they they reshuffled the deck on a the the same you know same stack of cards, and now it's just a, looks a little bit different. It's pretty much the same hand though. Like yeah. uh, oh, so like overall, like Jordan, like, uh, what do you kind of see as this team? Like uh, you know, even though you know maybe they aren't better or worse necessarily, mm-hmm. like. Do you still look at them as legit competition, championship caliber team in the, in the Eastern Conference? I think they're. I think to, to the one thing I will say about this team, I think their their ceiling is higher now with a guy like Drew with the championship experience that he brings. The the potential of having like a full and healthy Porzingis. I mean, you saw it in the 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 short minutes he played in the preseason so far. Like like Porzingis mm-hmm. when he's on, he brings a whole new dynamic to this team that they haven't really had in terms of that type of big man with, with, with that mix of size and skill. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it can't be done. And I think at, at, at their best, if, if they can somehow keep everyone healthy on this team, I might pick them as, as the best team in the East over, over the, over mm-hmm. the bucks. But uh, especially because I mean, th- th- I mean, I like the Drew Holiday move, if only just for the drama. I mean, we need a, a series again between the Bucks and the Celtics. You know, the Drew Holiday return and the rematch of the uh, when when the Blazers got swept by the Pelicans because Drew Holiday locked mm-hmm. locked Dame's ass up for for for, for four games. Um, that you know, there, there's going to be tons of history there, and 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 that's going to be really fun. And I hope we get to see that. Um, but yeah, like if if these guys, if if the Celtics are at full strength, they're they're getting contributions from any, everyone. And and can get a miracle, you know, a miracle kind of healthy season, then the, I put them up there with with everyone. They just don't really have any mm-hmm. margin for error in that front court. Um, and then I I think it's just gonna you know be a trickle down effect. Uh, and 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 if that if that if they go into the playoffs with either of those guys hurting unhealthy any of that, I think the size from other teams uh, I I think is just gonna overwhelm them. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think overall I, I I like where their ceiling is at. Uh, if, if if they can keep everyone together, keep everyone healthy. Um, but you know we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I think they're just kind of playing with fire a little bit too much. Yeah, I I think that it'll be you know interesting to see how quickly they can all mash and you know yeah. get this going uh, with some of these big key additions. But overall, uh, you know I agree for the most part. You know that I think they'll be championship contenders in the east for sure you know uh, i i would probably put them in my top two uh you know for uh, along with the bucks right now uh just as uh, you know top contenders in the east uh, does that mean who I, I think either of them will win the championship i don't know we'll see yeah. uh but uh it's it's going to be a uh you know a, a tough time in the east i actually think the east is slowly opening up a little bit this year yeah. uh i think that you know in the last few seasons it's been like wow this is really tight and i still think there's probably you know uh three or four teams in the Eastern Conference that are really going to be jockeying between two and five, maybe even two and six yep. this season. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, I think those top six are pretty clean cut and clear, uh, you know, contender or, uh, you know, uh, teams in the, the East. Yep. But yep. only some of them can you really look at as, like, you know, these teams are going to go far. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not just a playoff lock. And, so, and uh, you know, we'll... Yeah, for, for the Celtics, I just, like, the, the biggest thing for, for me, too, like, early in the season and, and, and you know, what like you said, we'll see how long it takes for them to gel. It's going to be about mm-hmm. the defense. The defense is what yeah. made this team mm-hmm. special, what got them to the finals. And if you think you can just, you know, I know you've replaced him with Drew Holiday, but you know, the, the, the heart and soul defensively of your team is now gone. Marcus Smart and Time Lord, like the young, athletic, uh, you know, front court defender. It's it, they're, they're slowly moving away from what got them to the finals in the first place. They clearly think they can kind of recreate it with different players uh, who are, you know, better on the offensive end. But just watch the Celtics defense. That's all I'll say. I mean, that, that's that been what's made them a good team, not just the, mm-hmm. the offensive firepower. Uh, and they're, they're, it's, it's going to be tough to recreate that. That's all I'll say. Well, uh, let's, let's move on, Jordan, to uh, one of your road trip teams here, uh, the New York Knicks. The Knicks. Uh, there's so a uh, lot of Knicks teams. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, Nick City. It's a uh, you know, that's a can't not can't not love it, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, this is a, a a team that you know they they 
I would say exceeded expectations last year for sure. You know, Jalen Brunson emerging onto the scene, uh, you know, really, really taking the city by storm and putting together a pretty competitive playoff run. Uh, obviously, weren't able to, you know, get the job done. I don't think anybody probably, you know, envisioned them making a deep run to the finals uh, this past season. Uh, but, I mean... All in all, this team is still, you know, developing. They're younger. They they got a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, adding a guy like Dante DiVincenzo that obviously has those deep ties with uh, with Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mikael Bridges is just down the road. I, yeah. I would really sh- really wouldn't shock me if I, they they went out and tried to just get him too to complete mm-hmm. this Villanova reunion. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, Jordan, I mean, when you look at the Knicks team, like. Do you see them, uh, you know, what, what do you see their ceiling as? Do you see them as being a potential dark horse contender like I thought a few seasons ago? Uh, or, or do you kind of just see them as pretty well the same spot they were last season? Or do you think, you know, something completely different? I, I think I think like last year, I think they'll have potential again this year into the playoffs to surprise people. Because I really just like how how physical these, this team plays, how, how the, you know, yep. the emphasis they put on defense and just, they're, they're, they're very relentless and they have a, in, I'd say, I'd say it's fair to say that the New York basketball's back, baby. We love it. We love it. And you know, I, I, again, I want more, more series between, you know, rough and tumble teams. The, 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 the Knicks uh, heat series last year was super fun. You know, a rematch mm-hmm. will be fun. And, and yeah, it, it, you, it this team kind of does capture that, uh, 90s Knicks energy a little bit. There's a lot of workhorses on this team. Uh, you know the fans clearly love it. You know that love hate relationship a bit with Julius Randle, but beyond that, and and yep. R.J. Barrett, of course. Big dog of the year, but, man. <laughs> I mean, if you have the big dog of the year, you always got a chance. You're right. You're right. But uh, like, yeah, I I I think Jalen Brunson is a fucking incredible leader. He is so he was so impressive last year. Um, he mm-hmm. he's still only 27 years old. I think he's going to come back even better. Um, You've you've got a lot of guys who I think are are, are solidly, you know, you, you know what you're going to get from them. Like like the the, the workhorses, you know, that the heart and soul of this team, like the Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart's of the world. Like you said, Dante Divincenzo fits right into that identity of just mm-hmm. hardworking guys. You know what they're going to bring every night. Um, you know they're 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 going to go out there. They're going to hustle, um, and that fits perfectly in in a Tibbs led system. Um, yeah, I, I do wish they'd made some you know made, made a little bit bigger of a splash this year you've got teams around you we just talked about boston we we we're we're, we're gonna get to to milwaukee and in, in our later eastern conference previews here like there, there's teams that are pulling out all the stops to get the big guns here the knicks obviously passed on um donovan mitchell last summer that turned out to be the right move you go then and beat him in the playoffs that's great but but you know it still You've you've got to take advantage of these years. Like you, you, you I, I just said, Jalen Brunson's twenty seven. You got Julius Randle who's twenty eight. That, that 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 that's that's okay for now. But you know you don't want to you don't want to keep kicking the can down the road, saying, oh we'll get the the right star when he comes along. Oh we'll get it the next you know you know the next day you look up and and your stars are kind of or or your your best players on the team right now are kind of in decline. You've kind of wasted away these mm-hmm. these years. So I would have liked them even if it wasn't that you know huge. Uh, star kind of home run move to to have been a bit more aggressive in the offseason in terms of upgrading um you know i'm not sure exactly w- where they could have done that but but I, you know they they other than the uh divincenzo signing they, they they've been kind of quiet here um I mean, they, they, they lost obi Toppin and to the they Pacers, the guy who was he was a bit he was a big contributor off the bench from last year and absolutely, i mean uh, this team's the, yeah yeah and, and I don't think that uh, you know they're gonna easily replace this guy. Uh, I mean Isaiah Roby, that guy. I, I'm sorry, but he sucks. Uh, <laughs> he can't. He can't play. Uh, but uh, and, uh, like Jericho Sims, he's not ready. Like yeah, uh, no. hopefully you know he can do better uh, than uh, he did in the dunk contest. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> but it, this uh, like. The, the the team itself has a lot of great legs. They've got some a, a good good vibe around them. They've got some good yes. mental toughness, some good uh, physical toughness. Uh, you know, I do think that there are going to be times though that they're going to get held back because teams are going to outskill them. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they, they can be as uh, hard nosed they want. Like uh, obviously, you know, the Miami Heat pretty much grinded their way. You know, uh, all that grit and toughness all the way to the NBA Finals this season, but. They also had, you know, Jimmy Butler going off, putting up historic numbers, yep. triple doubles uh, throughout the playoffs. You had uh, Caleb Martin taking this crazy leap, like, like that's like if Caleb Martin 
uh, or pardon me, the Caleb Martin equivalent would be like if R.J. Barrett actually started playing like how he was supposed to play when he was drafted yes. third overall uh, a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Which which would be would be so insane, right? If that well, happened, if R.J. could average twenty points a game and like be, be a, a reliable third third uh, third option. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm pretty sure R.J. technically averaged twenty points per game. Yeah, I but, think we have to start cutting like twenty five points per game because yeah. guys, fucking everybody averages twenty now. It I know. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I know. It, the, you you the should mean something when a guy averages twenty, man. Really, and it used to. Mean something when a guy scored 40 gotta now, tell you young boys now it feels yeah. like a 40 point game and no one even bats an eye you, you gotta score 71 uh look at scoring 50 points every other week <laughs> this is in inflation uh you know it's 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 everywhere matt it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hitting it's everywhere yeah. um but 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 that, that that's yeah that, uh, like uh, yeah i i do think there's a limit to what what this team can do unless you do somehow get this crazy breakout season from R.J. Barrett. Again, the guy's only 23 years old. He could I get won a lot it yesterday. I didn't. It's true. It is true. And he looked good for Canada. He, he, he did, although, to be fair, he still just looked like the same old R.J. He just looked like, you know, he yep, had, yep, he had yep. some more. So I, I, I'm interested to see it, though. Anything could happen. You know, he, he could, you know, I, I, I like the strides he's made in the last couple of years, not so much offensively, but defensively. I think he's a much better defender. He comes back a better defender every year, which I think is good for the Knicks. But he needs to, if he if he could somehow do it, make the leap to to yeah, like you're saying, turn into a 25 point per game wing scorer uh, who who you know can can score in a multitude of ways. Like 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 it, we 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 have seen it before with guys where they just get hot for an entire season and they just their shooting percentages. You know, it's a bit of an outlier, but they they just they you know they 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 hit their first few shots in the first couple games, their confidence grows and they just look like a different player. That That's possible. That's on the table for RJ. He's young enough that that could happen. And that's just exactly mm-hmm. what the Knicks need, like a big-time wing scorer. RJ's 6'6". Six, six, he's big. He's got the body to do it. Uh, he, he he would present so many. He would make the Knicks so hard to defend. If you've got if you've got it, you know, efficiently coming from RJ, you've got Jalen at the point of attack. You've got uh, you know uh, uh, you know everyone else. You know the w- w- whether it's Randall, you know, bullying you down low. You got Mitchell Robinson. You know behind the defense for lobs. Like they've got they've got things that can you know they 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 they've got ways that they can become a sort of prettier offensive team, not just this you know offensive rebounding 90s style uh you know we're, we're gonna pound it down your throat um there's there's feel free there's a way uh, there's a way forward it with internal development that and it's mostly centered around rj that this team could get a little bit better but yeah. i i would have liked for them to go get that from from somewhere else like don't leave it up to chance uh you know for for, for these kids to really uh you be the ones to push you over over the the line here um and like yeah, there was no big star available. I know that's the the next big move for the Knicks is is the next big disgruntled star uh, that that they think they can go and get. You know, they've got enough of a foundation mm-hmm. that that player will actually want to come to the Knicks. Uh, and 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 so I get that. But uh, like I said at the beginning, don't don't waste away too many seasons here. You know, a, 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 like you you mentioned too, the East is slowly opening up. There's teams, even the teams at the top, they have questions. Uh, you know, when a team makes a big trade for, for a star player that comes with losing some depth and, you know, injuries here and there can happen. Um, so, you know, if, 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 if I'm the Knicks, my attitude in the next few years, I think they're good enough and they've, they've got the foundation. Just go for it. Try and try and even yeah. if it's smaller kind of moves on the periphery, try and upgrade and, 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 and try and win right now. Cause I, I do think, you know, they're closer than they've basically been hey, in yeah. 20 fucking yeah. years or more, whatever it's been. Uh, since since the late nineties, um, so yeah, I, you know, don't be scared. Don't 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 go for the big whale. Uh, hey. You know, go go for that uh, go for that smaller uh, beluga. I, I don't condone the killing of whales. This is just uh, you know uh, yeah. for the pro, metaphor. Pro something, whale, something smaller, something smaller. Pro whale, yeah, uh, catch us on deadliest catch. <laughs> uh, we uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I'll, I'll say this. If the right whale comes across, I wouldn't mind it if they dangle the lure a little bit, oh, man. I wouldn't it. mind if they get, no, get, if, get hey, some hey, grill out no, there, no, man. To if be the clear, right guy. If the whale comes, get the big whale. I'm just saying, in, in the mm. meantime, if you see something smaller, don't, you know, sure, cast your you. line for that as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah. The, the whale is, is the, is the you know, the, the main goal. But, uh, you know, who, who knows who that will be? I, I, exactly, I don't think it's yeah. Harden. 
You know, he, he's kind of the no, maybe, hell no. The only... You you if you put a guy like Harden next to Brunson, it ruins it. Oh, 100%. And that that's kind of the thing. There's just so many guards you could trade for. Again, it comes down to that 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 valuable that uh, that two or three uh, switch position player. Maybe yeah. can do a little bit of small ball four, shoot the three, play some defense. They need that that Jason Tatum, like Paul George, or. Kawhi Leonard, Mikhail Bridges would Villanova. be a, a pretty perfect guy to throw in there. Like, uh, I, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what the, they would have to kind of throw out there to get a guy like that. Yeah. As long as they could hold on to, you know, RJ, Julius, and Jalen Brunson, you know, yeah. I think they could really, I, I do agree. I think the Knicks could find themselves a lot closer to the top of the totem pole than they currently sit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. time will tell if they're, they're able to make a move like that. But uh, we, we mentioned them quite a few times, you know, let's, let's talk about them. Guys, just down the uh, the borough, uh, you know, the, the borough. borough over, across the river, uh, da- across down the, river. the borough, sure, down the borough, yeah, oh, across the river, we'll call that, yeah, yeah. I uh, drove the over Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets. Bridge, man. I bro- I, I, Ooh, I braved nice. the Manhattan tra- Manhattan traffic, and I drove across the Brooklyn Bridge. Didn't die. Uh, should I? I feel like I should be congratulated. Go ahead. I, I mean, I, I'll say this: I'm surprised you were able to do that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I you're, you're a fresher, a fresh-faced driver, yeah. man. Uh, you know, we're out rocking on the Brooklyn Bridge. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I would say congrats are definitely in order. Uh, if you, uh, you would like to say congratulations at Big Dog Ball Talk, let us know on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, let us know. Tell me how you feel. Uh, congratulations, Jordan, for crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, as we kind of cross the Brooklyn Bridge here, I mean, uh, this is a, a team that technically, you know, they, they made the playoffs last year. Obviously, uh, there was a lot of uh, moving pieces going around uh, the Brooklyn Nets, obviously, with Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving on the move uh, throughout the season, uh, which which feels like a, again a million years ago. Yeah. Uh, I really think the playoffs extends time. Uh, yes. You know, uh, the, the, the seeing Kevin Durant there, I already feel like he's played a full season there. He probably only played ten games or something. Yep. Uh, for, for the Suns, the regular season, but. This is a really, really fun team. Uh, all in all, the Brooklyn Nets team. You know, I, I, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? It, it's going to be tough. Yep. They're they're very inexperienced. They're very young, but they've got some really young pieces that I think that you know in the next couple of years. I, I I feel like we've you know kind of covered this. We've said this about the the Nets for so long, and then they did the the whole you know buy in for uh, for Kyrie and Harden and KD, and then it kind of shit it all on the floor. Yep. <laughs> but uh, th- this team is back to being young. They're back to being fun. The vibes are high. Uh, there's, there's a lot to be excited here. And, and, and the best part about it is these guys like to play together. They seem like they've got some good te- uh, you know team chemistry. Uh, guys, you can kind of put on a highlight reel any kind of given night. So I'm, I'm interested to you know, hear what you think about these guys. But all in all, I, I don't think Nit that. Nets fans should, by any means, consider this a uh, a year to compete. Uh, I think if you make the play-in, you're pretty stoked. But at the end of the day, this is a full-blown, growing year. Uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, really, the only thing you have to decide is: would you rather them just kind of compete, see how well they can do, maybe try to make that play-in and just kind of get some good experience, yeah. or do you want to go the route of full-on tanking and trying to get the uh, you know the next big prospect coming into the draft? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think, I, I think they'll probably take the approach that the the Jazz did last year, where it's like no one expects us to be good. Let's let's actually go out and try and win some games here. And I hope they do it, man. Yeah. I've said it time and time again. That's my favorite way to do it. Let these guys play. They they, they you know they took a couple games off the Sixers, I believe. Yeah. Or did they, no, did, yeah, they did. I think was they took at least go to six. One. No, no, what? No, I think they they did might they get swept. swept? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they gave, I, I think I, I thought they were going to take them to yeah, six, yeah, yeah. but I think I they, they might have got swept. Yet. Or oh, I never remember. Uh, I mean, I always forget. <laughs> you forgot to say. I it right. forget. You're right. But the the, the yeah, I I do think that this is at at this point like you know there's nothing that's gonna help you just by tanking every single year. They they don't have they've got good youth, but like we've seen all these other fucking shit teams. You know they they tank and then their young guys don't do anything and then all they pretty much just end up having to be rookies when they get traded three years later because no one actually commits <laughs> to it. They just use those picks to trade for superstars. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think if you are the Nets, like I know you got burned with the KD and Kyrie situation, but I think still if you're a big market, it is more effective and more it's a it's a it's a better strategy to try and build up assets to go trade trade for a star rather than mm-hmm. going go to the draft year in year in year out. Like it's too it's too risky. It's too it's too weird to do that if you've got it, especially if you've got a guy like Mikhail Bridges, who people want to come and play with. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's and who, who's who? The, uh, same same thing goes with you know Nick, a guy like Nick Claxton, who was uh, you know one of the guys Dame said you know it would be fun to go play with those two guys in Brooklyn. Like you have mm-hmm. you have 
players that other you know stars want to come and play with um and you know it's going down making them just just you know lose lose for an entire season in the name of drafting a really young guy especially when these guys are you know already a bit older than that rookie would be it just doesn't i don't think it makes as much sense for this team to kind of fully tear it down to the studs um so yeah i Mm -hmm. hope they do start out the season uh see how competitive they can be see see how much of a step mikhail bridges can take as that primary scorer um you know see you really push push his limits of, of of how good he can be um, and you know, same thing with, with all these guys, like you've got, you've got enough room now for everyone to, to kind of show what they're made of. Um, you know, someone like Cam Johnson, you know, uh, who's a great role player for the Suns, uh, great shooter who just got paid a little bit, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how he, he does. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you've, you've got the, <laughs> you still got the Ben Simmons question, you know, who knows what the fuck is I mean, gonna... it wouldn't be, wouldn't be the off season without the Ben Simmons speculation. What are we gonna get? Are we finally getting uh, Philly Ben, or are we getting so, uh, you all know NBA, silly Ben? All NBA. That's 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 my prediction right now. Um, but you know, it, 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 jokes aside, I mean, he could like if there was ever a situation where he was gonna come back and actually you know prove that he could be a useful player again. It's it's in this year in Brooklyn where there's no expectations, like we're saying. He go wants out to be win, a point guard. He said it. He's well, a point guard. Don't make him play center. Hey, they need a point guard because I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's going to be uh, on this squad by the end of the season. But that's that's the other mm-hmm. thing that I think they should do. You know, not not tearing it down uh, to you know, like like I said, not tearing it down fully to the studs. Not a not a full rebuild. But there's no reason why the 30 year olds need to be there. Uh, Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, all guys that contending teams will want i think it, it'll be yep. fun have them around for the beginning of the season see how competitive you can be whatever but then throw them on the block see what you can get you're not really sacrificing much by getting rid of those guys like it, like we're saying you're not going to be a truly competitive for team sure. but you can get some picks you can maybe get some more young players back uh you can just you know line your war chest a little bit here uh you know keep all your 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 young prospects your your projects you know to see see how they do, see how they all mesh together. Um, you know, it's going to be another year too. guy like Cam Thomas, who's, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the walking bucket I himself. I love him. Give he's, him a chance, man. hundred percent. I mean, when he's Let got the, the chance, he's, he's, he's been, uh, incredible. And, and I think, you know, why not just give it to him this year? And, 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 and so, yeah, I think they can kind of walk the line of, of, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're, we're, we're going to, we're not going to be, uh, a, a rollover every night. We're going to come out. We're going to compete, mm-hmm. but we, there's no real expectations. We're not going to be that good. We'll see what we can get for some of our older guys, and just kind of ride out the good vibes. Like in Brooklyn, everybody yep. chill. I mean, a couple. We were talking about uh, you know crazy shit in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, ever since uh, you know the, the 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 two and then three superstars were there. Everyone, I'm sure, all the fans were like, I miss when people. You know, D'Angelo Russell was dancing on the bench, uh, and we had uh, good vibes with Kenny Atkinson. Just enjoy that again. Yep. That's what you've got. Who knows how long it'll last? Um, inevitably, like we were just talking about with the Knicks, if a whale comes along, I think they're gonna be, you know, the the, the Nets are gonna throw their line in as well. So just enjoy it while you can when you've got. So it's sometimes you know sometimes it's nice to have kind of low expectations and just a yeah. fun team that just can just fun. go and do it. Yeah. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think there's going to be some a, a lot of excitement on the court. The team's pretty versatile. They've got uh, some some interesting guys who I'm excited to see. You know, Noah Clowney was uh, Clowney, a guy yep. we highlighted as a steal of the draft. Uh, Derek Whitehead, yep. uh, once he's you know fully healthy, you know he, he's probably gonna you know do well. And, and hey. They even got Harry Giles. Remember Harry that Giles. guy was going to be the next basketball phenom. Yep. Yeah, we, we could see him get on the court for a couple minutes. Fuck it. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm I'm all aboard the Nets train. You know, let's let's just get some good basketball. Uh, you know, uh, like people like to say, they're, they're definitely a league pass team. You know, check them out, and uh, you, you won't be regretting that. Uh, the the Brooklyn Nets, man, they're they're going to be fun. But Matt, I've got an, I, and I've got a solution for two teams that we've talked about here today. Ben Simmons oh for James Harden swap 2.0. Uh, you know, get everyone back to their to their to their oh, homes. Uh, just yeah, just that'd be great. You know, ride Natural it out. Uh, there'll be lots of healing uh, on that journey, and I think it'd be better for both sides. 
Would Philly uh, fans like if let's say somehow they made it work? You know, maybe they send somebody else over to Philadelphia that's like actually worth trading for right now. Like, would would he like it? Like, would James Harden like it? Like, I, I just feel like they would both. No, everyone like, would hate it. The very first time both guys traded would sit out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But it, it would be fun for us to watch. I mean, that that's that's all the NBA has been the last few years: right. James Harden and Ben Simmons off the court drama. So, why stop now? Well, I mean, man, sad to say, because uh, it's been. I mean, growing up, uh, surrounding our, our roots into getting into basketball, you know, the Toronto Raptors, it was always so much fun just to see those guys work. And uh, now those expectations, it's less fun. It's, I mean, it's, it is less fun. Yeah. It's less fun that we have all these bandwagon fans that are still kind of sticking around on Twitter and talking all this shit and they don't yeah, really know what they're doing? talking about. Yeah. Uh, this is also, for anyone listening that's not a, a Raptors homer, apologies. This is going to get super biased. Uh, so, I mean, uh, this is you have to let us get the delusions out and, our, our, and, and frustrations because that's really all boils down to <laughs> gripes and then us thinking that they're going to somehow flip it and turn it into a championship contender. So, uh, if you don't like it, just skip to the end. Follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, George Legal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was pretty good for Jordan always says. And Jordan, the Toronto Raptors, you know, the, the first thing I want to talk about, like, I they had they fucked up. They did fuck the front man, the front office fucked up this offseason. Uh, you know, not not even just in the offseason moves. Uh, I'm not pinpointing that. But the rumors and the consensus seems to be that the Toronto Raptors were in play for Damian Lillard, and you know they they were they were close to pulling the trigger. Uh, I mean, for for God's sake, like I said, Shams tweeted that the Raptors were getting them uh, by accident, yep. uh, and. You know, with with or without Lillard, you know, I, 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 it would have been interesting to see what the package would have been uh, and how it all would have shaped out. But based on the personnel they have, they still have pretty much the same problems as last season, but they got worse. And I feel like we've talked about, we've said this, uh, you know, about some of these other teams, but this team, I really think it's like they could, they, they could be decent potentially, but I think there's room for this team to actually be really bad if things don't work out the way that uh, that they're hoping for. Like, uh, the, but, the, the, you know, the, the, before we get too far into it, like, if it is true that they were so stuck and hung up with OG Ananobi that they wouldn't trade him for Damian fucking Lillard, <laughs> I actually don't know what they think he's worth. Like, who are you going to get for, like, yeah. they, like I don't, I genuinely don't know who they would ever trade him for. I guess yeah. he's just untouchable. You might as well just fucking say that. Stop teasing us. Yeah. No, I, I think he virtually is untouchable, which is stupid as fuck. Um, yep. I, <laughs> there's a guy I work I, I told you this off camera, Matt. I, I won't reveal who it is uh, in the interest of, uh, you know, privacy. Mystery man. Things, all that. Uh, but someone who has been around uh, Raptors organization who I actually work with now. Um, and he, he, he called Messiah psychopath. Um, I think that's I think that's a good way to to put it. I, I, I we, you know, in in Masai we trust, you know, all that, uh, you know, we all get it. We'll always be in his debt for you know what he pulled with uh, you know Kawhi. But I do think Masai is a bit of a, a fucking psycho. I, I I think you know all yep. the there's where there's smoke there's fire. It's but addicted. All these other fucking teams saying it's so hard to negotiate with the Raptors. They they put all these offers on the table and then pull them before you can even respond. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I do think there's some some merit to that because yeah if that's true that the hang up that you know it, it was you've got to give up OG and we'll give you uh, Dame and you know you gotta you fill out the salary or whatever if that was the main thing if it if it wasn't about Scotty Barnes uh, if it wasn't about you know Siakam any of the other big players if it was centered around OG and you don't do that fucking deal I mean. It, like he has to like he, if that's going to make sense. OG needs to average like twenty four points per game, which is like what, he needs to yeah. be a star. Which is what I feel like the organization has been gaslighting us into believing that he can be since he was a, since the second year in the league. I know I know confidently, having watched OG Ananobi for however many years, he's great. He's he is one of the best uh, uh, you know uh, perimeter defenders awesome. in the league. He's a uh, still an underrated shooter. Uh, if you look at his shooting percentages, his clips is great, yeah, yeah. but he is not going to be a Freak star. Athlete. He is not going to be what people keep somehow, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, telling me that he maybe could be. He's just, he just, 
I, he does not have it in him, and 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 that's okay. That's not for everyone. He's one of the best role players in the league. You know, that's not a slight. There, there's there's very few players in the NBA that you can like say, if, oh, if, that guy's if you have a, a good enough a team, star. he could be a he could be like a third option, like sure. legitimately, a, like you know, give you like a good amount of points, yeah. and uh, you know, play defend the best player on your the other team because yeah. he is again, I would say, are, are probably a top five defender. Yeah. I think he genuinely is that good, yeah. uh, and he's got the athleticism to make up for you know any, any kind young. of shortcomings offensively. Like he he is a great player, and and I love him. Uh, and I think I'm happy the Raptors have him. Yeah. But it just yeah, it, it, I agree. It, he's not a superstar guy, and probably never will be. No, I, he's he is kind of the best version you can have of a role player. But I I swear to God. <laughs> He, he, he can't go beyond that. It's just not, yeah, I haven't seen anything mm-hmm. to suggest that he can, uh, you know, and, and again, that's not a slight to him. And that's actually a good thing to be one of the best role players in the NBA. That, that means mm-hmm. you're one of the best players in the NBA period. So, but uh, uh, like, yeah, I, I just, I don't get like, like you, you said there, if you're not saving OG as a trade chip for uh, someone like Damian Lillard, who are you saving him for? And if you're not keeping OG as like a guy who can be a really good sort of filler piece around a, a, a you know a championship level team, why do we have him? Because we we know mm-hmm. like 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 we, we 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 know kind of where his ceiling is and what he can do, and that's where he's best utilized on a team that's really good. He came in in his rookie year and started for a really good Raptors team. That that won yeah. uh, you know fifty plus games and and he's always had to guard been, LeBron in the playoffs absolutely and he's always been so good in that role surrounded by other good players but you know if, if you're gonna say oh we're gonna let we're gonna let Siakam walk now we're gonna let uh, Fred Van Vliet walk we're we're, we're gonna build around Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi he's just not that type of guy he's not that type of uh, foundational player and so yeah I I think he yeah. should have been used as a trade chip I advocated at for. Trading him for the best offer last year uh, at the deadline to to get a little bit better. Clearly, there was nothing nothing really good on the table. But if Dame Lillard's on the table, just do it. I don't care if he says he doesn't yeah. want to fucking play in Toronto. He's gonna show up. Him and so and, Kawhi, and Pascal would have been great together. You would have had other pieces. Still wouldn't have compromised. He's no, he's no Alonzo Mourning, man. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and, and like you still wouldn't have compromised your future. You still would have you know had Scotty Barnes, who I think. He himself is a guy who's ready to sort of step into uh, a, a bigger role. We saw Scotty's rookie year that he can be a young guy who kind of fits into a a, a larger kind of team construct. You know, when when they they actually yep. were good and they they took a couple games off Philly. Um, you know, I I I, I just don't get the, the reasoning. And now, like you said, they've got this team where there still don't make sense when you look at the forward spots. Like unless you're going to roll out Scotty Barnes as a true point guard all the time which i don't think you want to do there is no real reason why you need og scotty and pascal they all play basically the same position uh you 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 can't really play the three of them together it gets really awkward they, they've tried so many different things pascal at center uh og playing the two all these different things it doesn't really work one of these guys has to go it made so much more sense to hold on to pascal the all NBA type talent, all star guy, uh, who you can pair with whoever you get back for OG, like a Dame Lillard, like anyone like that, um, and and sort of move forward and actually hold on to this this short window you have with this really good player where he actually be, can be competitive. Now it looks way more likely that the one of those three guys to leave is Pascal, and then it's like you've let the two the, you've already lost every single player from from that championship team in 2019, and then you're too young stars who were actually good made all-star teams after that signaled that they wanted to stay with the Raptors which is also another rare thing that the newer fans won't fucking remember that uh, this is a, a a new thing to have good players actually want to pl- stay and play in Toronto you 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 you're looking at losing them for nothing as well and it's just it's insane the 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 way that the the front office has handled every decision since that championship run um, and I'm just, uh, I, I don't know how to feel. I'm trying to be optimistic about this team. Like you said, they can maybe be okay. You, you, I, 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 I like the, 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 move to get Grady Dick. I think he was the right player to draft at that spot. I think he's been, you know, impressive and, 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 you know, I love his size, his shooting ability. Scotty looks already, you know, through the few preseason games, 
that you know he, he he's going to take another step like most uh, third year players do who are good as rookies. They kind of dip, dip down in their sophomore year and then kind of come back to where they really should be in year three. That's all fine and good, but I just you know the the the, the question of this forward logjam and and how you're going to take advantage of not only Pascal, but having just traded for Jakob Pertl, another older guy who is a win-now move to make. He gave up a draft pick. We got to calm down, Matt. I, I I don't know if I can do this. I mean, we got Dennis Schroeder, best player in the world, according to FIBA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he went on that huge run. I, I He has to be the best player in the world now. Yep. Uh, that, that's how it works. Sorry, LeBron, eat your heart. <laughs> uh, or Giannis, whoever you want to give it to. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's Dennis Schroeder. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I think it's... At this point, when I look at this team, you know, aside from missing on Dame, aside from any of the other offseason, uh, you know, turbulence that they kind of went through, uh, I really do think that it's going to be down to how they want to use Scotty Barnes. Uh, you know, is he yeah. that corner piece guy? This is the season. It's it's make or break if Scotty's the guy, in my opinion. I know it's early. I know he's only like 21 years old. Like, yeah. there's definitely more time. But you just have to see that he can handle that, yeah. being that number one guy, being that franchise guy. Because again, if he's going to be a second or third fiddle, that's fine. I. Can, I love, like we respect that. He's still a great athlete, good defender. You know, he's getting better every year. You can keep him still, but this is the year where you can test him and see. You know what? Are you really the guy yeah. that we can kind of put our foundation around and, and build towards the future? My flag and here. I think right now with this current roster construction, it's got to be at the point guard position. Yeah. Uh, I I think point Scotty would be a, a great move for them. I I don't uh, I don't really see any downsides. That Masai gets to keep his crazy vision six nine. <laughs> Everybody will be tall. Yep. Uh, you know they, they can move the the ball down the floor. Everybody can switch on defense. Yep. Uh, you know Jakob would really be the only guy kind of caught out of position. Yep. You get to start and utilize Gary Trent Jr. instead of having him and Grady Dick playing off the bench, which I really don't think will work. Yep. Uh, and then you guys you can have a more versatile ball movement oriented uh, you know ball club uh, you know in your 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 backup rotation. So yep. uh, I, I think you know it's it's also going to come down to okay, you know does Darko think that Scotty can make those quick, fast twitch moves, which, in my opinion, are one of the best assets of him. And I think that's why the management brought in a guy like Darko because he fits exactly what Scotty Barnes likes yes, to do yes. in his play style. So I, I think if this year it doesn't work out with Scotty, no, no hard feelings, man. Uh, you can stay. You can be a Raptor for life. Uh, I, I don't care. You know, as long as you, you know, keep playing and uh, everything's good. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it's. I, I think that this is a, a huge year, career-defining year for Scotty. Yeah. Maybe that's a ton of pressure. And again, this is maybe homerism coming out, but that, that's genuinely how I feel with this team. And uh, the ceiling, you know, maybe they make a, a, a Cinderella, you know, a round. Maybe they could get a round in the playoffs or something. Uh, I definitely would not consider them uh, title contenders, and I wouldn't even consider them a, a playoff lock this season. Uh, they'll they'll be jockeying around the play-in, I think. But uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Scotty Barnes uh, can can have something to say about that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, at this point, uh, trade OG for James Harden. I don't care. Just do it. Uh, it, it would be fun. Uh, you know, the Harden would love Trump. <laughs> he would. I mean, we we catch him at the brass rail. Catch him at Zanzibar. Zanzibar. <laughs> You'd love it. <laughs> We know where to take them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, uh, I, I'm excited to watch this team. I, I, I am because they do have they, – they, they've, they've got interesting pieces, and it's different from last year. Like, I think finally – like, last year, I think the Raptors were dealing with a lot of people saying, ooh, the Raptors, I'm taking – I'm smashing the over on them. They're going to win 50 games, yada, yada, because they had – they had overachieved the season before, and then you know everything fell apart. I think the Raptors this year at least have the benefit of most people, especially the American media who doesn't fucking give a fuck about the Raptors, thinking that they're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs, that they're going to be pretty bad, and there's not really going to be that pressure on them. So I think that's good, and I think they can sort of you know subvert that, use that to their advantage, and 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 go out there and you know uh, with, with a new coach, with with a bit of a new system. Um, and, and, you know, with, with a guy like Scotty who is unlocked a little bit, I mean, let, let's be honest, uh, Fred Van Vliet is a Raptors legend. Th- there wasn't a lot of ball to go around when Fred Van Vliet was, was on the floor. And I think that that was good prior to last year, but I think last year that really showed that, uh, you know, we, we, we need some more ball movement. We need some more, more guys able to touch that, that rock. And I think Scotty will finally have that freedom, like you're saying, and he's going to be able to show what he's really made of. 
Um, and I think that's true of other guys too. I mean, I, is this finally the year that Malachi Flynn gets locked, you know, let out of his jail cell, able to to actually get off the bench for a few minutes again? That would be insane. I mean, I I, I think uh, you know I, I I don't see why Darko wouldn't wouldn't tr- at least try it. You know, give him a bit of a longer leash than Nick Nurse did. Um, you you you've got other guys. You know, you pick up Jalen McDaniels, who's 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 going to be. Uh, you know, an, an interesting piece defensively as a guy who runs the floor. Um, and then I'm looking to, you know, you, you, you look at Precious Achua. Can he, kind of like Scotty, who who was good a couple years ago, really didn't do much of anything last year. Can he come come back as a, as a 24-year-old guy and, and really re re uh reach his his potential that he that re-scratch the surface he showed that he could he could sort of get to there, these are all questions these are all things we gotta you know we're, we're we're gonna find out but like yeah any sort of you know real expectations for for this raptors team it's 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 kind of similar to the net situation we just talked about um you know they, they they obviously have pascal who's a more uh established star in this league but unless until you unless you give him some legitimate star help he's not going to be the one who can who can lead you all the way over the top and that's just that's just the situation uh that that the raptors are in it's it's interesting but uh, i i like i maintained last year all through the offseason now i think og's the guy you got to move uh you know while, while his value is still high and and try and maximize this time around pascal and if you're not going to do that then trade pascal siakam let him go somewhere uh and and help another team compete if you really want to you know focus on that youth movement uh and keep og around do it but you you can't have it both ways uh i'm I'm begging the front office to just make a decision pick a direction like we've all been saying for uh for about a year well, uh, only time will tell, Jordan. Like you said, we'll uh, see if the Raptors can can figure this all out, and uh, you know, hopefully, shatter our expectations. And, yeah, yeah, uh, make finals, us eat baby. Our words. That would be, I, I miss it, man. It's been a while. It's been a couple yeah, of years. Uh, it, was, it was a long time before we got the first one, so uh, I guess we can't be too greedy. Yep. Uh, but everybody, let us know what you thought about our Atlantic Division preview, our hottest takes. You know, uh, who do you think is the best uh, team in the Atlantic Division? Let us know at Big Duck Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's where uh, we're the most active. Go check us out. Uh, help us grow and help us bring you more content, baby. Come on, the NBA season's almost here. We're getting stoked. We're getting fired up. Yes, we are. But this has been Matt Eichhorn. Jordan Fleetle, Big Dog Ball Talk, and as my good friend Jordan always said. Uh, bing Bong, baby. I'm bringing Bing Bong back. I was in New York. I was on the streets of New, New York. New York basketball's back. You know bing Bong's back. We, we canceled it for a little bit there. We, we did. It was kind of annoying, but I'm bringing it back. Um, it'll get annoying soon again, but but for now it's good. But you know what I did, Matt? I forgot to mention really the most important thing of the trip. I got a bacon, egg, and cheese, baby. I got a bacon, egg, and cheese. I walked in. The Aki The Aki way. Hell, Aki. I'm not a local. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like from Yonkers or something, man. I don't get but it. But Matt, play us out. Give, give us your best uh, New York accent. Come on, give me some. Fuck your life. <laughs> Bing bong. Fuck, I love Big Bong. I actually miss Big Bong.